I think we should just get into it. I'm not too crazy about a hard intro. Okay. I feel like it's necessary. We're on, we got another episode. Okay, people. <laughs> um, but well, what do you want to talk about? What do you, what is, what's on your mind right now? Well, I don't think that the Catholic Charities house or I'm mixing them now. The Catholic Charities episode went too great. As we know, I fucking froze <laughs> that episode. Yeah. And even doing this first now. Guess, first guess. That was, uh, that <laughs> I'm was getting just... a little PTSD from the last episode. Cause it's like, sure. But you got to shake that are on. You gotta I know. Yeah. Shake it out. Um, and I feel good about the episode now, tomorrow's. Yeah. But the f- anxiousness I currently have right now is like, shit, I fucking could freeze again. Right. Um, which is why I'm looking forward to having Heidi on with, because I've known her since I was like 10 years old. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, to talk about. I think content wise, the Catholic Charities episode was not what we thought, <laughs> just because yeah. Sarah was such a, I mean, she was the PR person for yeah. Catholic Charities. So she had the stuff she wanted to say. And yeah. a part of it was learning more about the organization, which was great. And I think we wanted to talk more about like social issues issues. and like kind of more, which to be fair, she can't necessarily. And she, yeah, and she can't, that's not her job. And it it brings up too many, like, you know, at one point you were like, doesn't this give you some despair? Yeah. How is this not like hit, you know, make you like, feel like charities is a great organization. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sidestep. And like, you know, she's not going to say, we love you, sir. (laughs) You're not definitely not watching. We're so appreciative that she came on. And I think it was great to, to learn more about it. And I think, you know, that's not the kind of conversations we want or have to have. And I think we can have those conversations. Well, that are even natural to us. You know? Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, we can talk about it more like we talk in an mm-hmm. interview or you talk with somebody in an interview. Yeah. And then that person is there to like lend things. Because if you, because I can address this thing of like, and I did, you know, when you we were talking about it, I was like, I think it can be very, you know, uh, kind of hopeless or like yeah. despairing when you're, when you think about it. But when you're in it again, mm-hmm. like it's like, you're just trying to help that next yeah. person. You're trying to help One that next person. person. At a time. And I think that, you know, Sarah would have very something very good to say about that and what yeah. Catholic Charities does and how their view might be or what their line is about that sort of thing. And I think that's good to have. But um, again, I think having that conversation being more the centerpiece yeah. and that an outside perspective, um, I think is kind of the way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking out, like it's, again, it's great having Heidi on because, well, Tanil seems really cool. Mm-hmm. I've only spoken to her on the phone. But she seems like she's really in the trenches with this whole thing. Nice. And yeah. um, can you turn mine up just a yeah. smidgen? Um, and having Heidi on is just a, a bonus because she's literally gone through the six-month program. So we have her giving us a wrap-up of what they're all about. And then she, Heidi has actually gone through it and can tell you the what she was going through while she was in the program and how sure. she feels about it four yeah. years later. Um, well, I mean, how about you? How about you tell me right now? Because I don't know Isabella mm-hmm. House at all. Mm-hmm. How about you just kind of yeah. tell me? Isabella what, House what's... is so freaking cool. And so I was telling you a little bit about it last night. It's um one of I have to fact check this, but it's from what Heidi's mom told me. They're one of only three places in Washington where you can have your kid go through the process with you. Um, which so is, is it like it's is it rehab or is it? Yeah, it's a rehab. Oh, okay. So basically, what it does is you go through a week of detox. Then from detox, because detox for a week is mandatory to get into any rehab, as mm-hmm. far as I know. Um, and then you get into a deto- uh, rehab and you do that for a month. And a I think that's place. a separate yeah. place. Yeah. Which I think is how they weed out the people who sure. can really manage having their child with them in rehab. Yeah. Because if you're not taking it seriously. I mean, when you're doing something so big like that and like something that is, you know, you they it sounds like they really want to be able to keep these 
families yeah. unified, yeah. right? But it, you can't be wasting resources yeah. because, in a, you know, when you're giving services like that. And putting a child through that. Like oh, sure. If it's yeah. going in and out, in and out. Because, right. again, it's one thing that's frustrating with rehab. It's you go on your own accord. Like, nobody's forcing you to go. So you can leave whenever you want. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, like I said, it's real heroic when people go through the full program because it's fucking hard. Yeah. And especially when it's your body that's screaming for drugs and... Yeah, and you have your kid, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, I feel like you kind of have an interesting perspective on that because you said at times um, you almost wish you could force your sister to go through the process. I was talking right? to my uncle yesterday, uh-huh. and he, my dad keeps things under wraps with my family. He doesn't like to tell everybody about our business. And he's like, yeah, my, your dad didn't tell me anything. So I gave him kind of the rundown because I think my family should know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, God, I mean, how, honestly, how bad would it be if you just fucking chained her to a room in your house for three months? Right. Like, and I was like, well, she could put us in jail for that. Sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> she could sue us. And I was telling him he didn't really care because he's never seen the show, but there's an episode of Shameless where Carl does that. Have you seen mm-hmm. that one? No. So there's a drug addict. It's when he's going through his whole army phase and there's a drug addict who breaks into his house and steals stuff and he's so fed up and he's like, you fucking druggie. He's like, Ugh, it's like I just need to fix something because he's he was like searching for a way he could help the community but he's also kind of he's Carl Gallagher so he's whatever <laughs> so he's like he chains the guy to a post in his basement and right. just feeds him gives him a place to go to the bathroom and all that stuff and after like the month or two or whatever it was the guy thanks him and he brings more people in to like wow. and that actually pay to Carl through that to chain him to chain them up and force them to stay and that's the thing I tried to tell, talk to the um, people at the crisis center, people at rehabs and whatnot. I know it's, I don't know what HIPAA is, but they're always saying it's a HIPAA violation, HIPAA violation. You can't force anybody to do any of these things. I think it's a medical thing. Yeah. Or HIPAA is also keeping your information hungry, private. Hungry, HIPAAs. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think it's, because uh, I think we experience HIPAA stuff in the childcare when it comes mm-hmm. to sharing information about. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's it's like, what they always say. Maybe it's like a rights of information mm. and rights of services kind of thing. I don't that's know. probably what it is because it's. They always say it's a HIPAA violation when they're speaking about the ROI, which is the release of information. Oh, yeah. um, so maybe it's a little different than what I'm talking about. But well, um, there's another movie. Maybe it makes me think of this movie. Um, sorry, Clementine's here too with Ira. Mm. So if there's baby noises, there's that's where it's from. But what's that movie that we watched? That really good one. It's not. It's the same guy who did The Endless. But oh shit. Anyway, what happens in it is this guy has a friend who's addicted to must be heroin or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes him out to like a cabin or he finds him in this cabin he's living in and he chains him up yeah. to it. And they have a lot of conversations about it. And he, he's like, he's just done with life, yeah. really. And he's yeah. like, this is the only thing that gives me any sort of like, you know, meaning and like, yeah. and I'm going to do this until I die. That's like once you let me go from here, I'm yeah. gonna do it again. Yeah, and that's like Black and, Snake Moan too. Have you seen oh, really? that movie? No, that's an old seen. movie. It's a little different because she's a sex addict. Oh. Um, and he's trying to get her through that. Um, but he literally puts chains on her, right. or like a leash and all this stuff, and she's grateful at the end. And that's the thing. It's real hard to dance around this whole fucking mess because they desperately want to get clean. And even my sister, in the moment, she's like. I want to get clean. I'm trying really hard and she'll stay sober for a day or two. And then when her withdrawal symptoms are at peak withdrawal, then she's like, I fuck everything mm-hmm. I'm going to use. 
Sure. And that's why I, I told the lady and I was, you know, being kind of rowdy, but it was like I was getting amped because they transfer you to person to person to person. You have to speak to this person, call superior court, talk to this person, public defender, defender. And I'm just like, can anybody fucking just who do I talk to? Stop right. fucking transferring me. Um, and I was like, I was so fed up. I was like, and you were kind of surprised when I said this. I was like, you guys are kind of doing more harm than good. Right, like, that's and that's a little, that's a little crazy to say. But it's to someone who's selfish. I don't know. And yeah. and the the thing is, that's why I prefaced it with I, I so appreciate everything you do, and it takes a certain kind of person to even get into that field mm-hmm. of work. It's very selfless. But it there's something to be said about if it's like the whole Peterson quote I was telling you. It's like if you're gonna try to change somebody's life and help them, you better know what the fuck you're doing because sure. you could mess it up worse. And the thing is, it's like. They can only keep people for five days for detox. It's not a rehab. When I'm talking about Ricky's Law, which is Mm -hmm. Ricky's Law is a thing that's uh, unique to Washington, where it's one of the few places where if you are at risk to harming yourself or harming another individual um, or your addiction is severely drastically affecting your life, then they can detain you for five days under medical supervision and help you detox. But the thing is, they detox you just long enough to where your withdrawals are like peaking, right? Like you are at your worst, and then they really, and then they let you go. Yeah. And then, so what is what's an addict gonna do? Go straight to the drugs and use more than they would originally, because when you're constantly high, you only need little bits at a time. And but when you're fiending, it's just like I fucking need it. Right. And then you overdose, and that's literally what happened to my sister. It's like. First yeah. thing she fucking did, she had a $20 bill in her pocket. She's like, I am getting my fix. Uh, and well, that's fucking terrifying. When you we were talking about it last night, we were kind of talking about it in the context of services offered and things like that. And where it's at now, I, what I was saying is that it's probably better than it was mm-hmm. 10, 20 years ago, right? I like, was In terms told, of like no, no offering of like a space for detox or maybe yeah. even getting in people into rehab was a lot more difficult. Probably, but I've also been told that in the past they could keep you for 90 days. In detox in, or in like in, in like a or pseudo detox rehab type thing because I feel like yeah I f- I'd have to I, I don't know I don't know the history yeah. of it I but I would know. imagine that those things were kind of more criminalized than yeah anything yeah. else and, and like I, I agree with you it probably could be better but like we have to do that through yeah. the system again like see, the vi- the vigilante you're like, a shill for those people I know because <laughs> <Well, laughs> that's what they always said it's like we have to look out for that person's rights and all that stuff and it's like well, that's, I get it but that's what came up a lot with with Sarah about Catholic yeah. Charities is I got I started to get this sense of the whole like sacred sacred nature of the individual and giving them that empowerment yeah. and yeah. when we kind of when I was I was able to kind of like connect to that point with her when I was just like, okay, the whole idea of it is that you want, right? Cause there's, a, there's people in this country in the state in the city that are like, you, it's everybody, every, every person for themselves, everybody's yeah. an individual and they have the rights, they have the right to kill themselves if they want to, mm-hmm. or live a terrible life. Right. But then we are part of this community too, that we should be supporting and like trying to get the overall health of the community yeah. better. And I think, Sarah was trying to say that Catholic Charities tries to find a way to be that community support, but like give that sacredness of that individual yeah. as much as possible. But that's that's why I do like what Catholic Charity does. Charities does because it is like an all around support system. They mm-hmm. help you with the mental health aspects, the housing, the food, right. community therapy if you need it, all that stuff. And that's 
that's what it's like you know how when people talk about universal basic income mm-hmm. and they're like we would have to do away with all those other things it's like i feel like we should do away with like the whole way we do things now completely redo it and make it all encompassing and just blast them with help all at once because it's like how much money has the government wasted right. putting my sister in jail sending sure. police totally. to pick her up we had paramedics firemen we had like seven or eight people at our house the other day those people are on the clock how much time how much money are they you right. know and then to keep her and then to she goes into rehab she's been in rehab before for three months that costs money she's been in detox like seven times that costs money yeah and it's like hey how about we do this right one time and i know you're dealing with people so it's not that simple yeah but it's like with my sister her boyfriend is two months sober now because they got in it together and they're that's one of the reasons she's struggling is because he bailed on her mm-hmm. and he's the one who introduced her to drugs after she had already been Damn. sober for three years and he just was like see ya that's fucked and it's kind of fucked and i understand it he needed to do what was best for him to get himself sober sure but but she's just collateral damage at that point and yeah and also he was the one always getting her in trouble he was the one like hey go steal this hey go pick up our drugs hey do this find us a place to stay like he was just like along for the ride and she was running the show um with him calling the shots in the background and then she gets arrested Mm -hmm. and she gets out she's scared she can't stay in the truck anymore because it got taken and he's like gone without a trace like she doesn't even hear from him for weeks Dang. and she finds out he's sober and she's like what the fuck you left me in jail and then you leave and now you're sober and i'm still stuck on the streets like that's kind of fucked up um where was i going with this um but yeah it's it just seems like it's very mismanaged and there's a lot of money being thrown around through goodwill, but if you're gonna do something, do it the right way. Yeah, well, I think the problem with any sort of like- Oh, sorry, I did remember. Go for it. Um, That's another reason it's so difficult for people to get sober. He, when he got sober, and like I said, he's been sober two months, he went out of town to this beautiful place in the forest with this family, away from all of his triggers, everything, Mm. good home-cooked meals, all that stuff. My sister, when she goes, she goes to the worst detox in Spokane because it's the only one available. I'm not gonna say the name, but you guys suck. And they make you sleep on like mats on the floor. They have garbage food so that the only way you can have anything that's remotely tasty is going to the vending machine, which means you have to have money, Right. which means if you have money and you can leave whenever you want, once you're like, this place fucking blows, I'm gonna go pick up. Because that was the issue. When we dropped my sister off the fucking fifth time or whatever, she was like, can I please have like $20 for the vending machine? And I was like, I don't trust you. So I said, no, my dad gave her $20. Mm-hmm. And what did she do? A day later, she left, she went and picked up. That money was supposed to be the, for the vending machine. And I was talking to the place, I was like, don't you guys think that's like a, a, a hole in your system? Like your food is so bad, people have to carry money on them to get any kind of good food yeah. from the vending machine. That's how bad your food is. And so, oh, I have money on me. I'm just going to go use. Why am I putting up with this bullshit place that's dingy? The people are jaded. So they're like, this fucking druggie is an asshole. I hate putting up with this shit all day. Right. And I again, the type of people who are going into these works, I know I'm rambling, but who go into this field of work have good intentions and they're yeah. probably great people. But yeah. it's just my same feeling about cops. 
you get so jaded after dealing with these people for every day in and day out. And Spokane has nothing but a large population of homeless people with mental health issues and substance abuse issues. So you're just, I was talking to my dad and he's like, yeah, or my uncle, we were like, yeah, to us, she's our precious niece, daughter, sister, loved one. To them, she's a fucking druggie that's wiling out sedator. They're like, do you want us to drug you? Like, we'll, we'll give you drugs to calm your ass down. And mm-hmm. I was like, they manhandled the shit out of her. And then, yeah, strapped her down, threw her in the back of the paramedic trucks, and let's get the fuck out of here, basically. Jeez. And, yeah, I mean, I whenever you talk about that, and when you're kind of talking about how, like, do you feel like you, you just make it worse for them kind of situation? I, I In my back of my mind, I'm always thinking there's a large percentage of the population who don't have direct experience or yeah. just have this idea of what it is to be a drug addict who write these people off yeah. and are almost like, they don't even deserve that yeah. much. They don't even deserve a place like that. Let's just yeah. throw them all in jail. Yeah. Let's just, you know, these people have had their chance. Their chance is over. Yeah. They don't even... Let's, let's not put any money into services, yeah. much less good Which money into so services. stupid because when you drive around Spokane, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've been in contact with wealthy families. Like when, like when um, excuse me, Sarah was here and she was like, oh, you're just housing. You're just like the freeloaders yeah. and you're just putting them all in one place and all this stuff. I, I did know people who said that kind of stuff. And it's like, and they're like, ah, oh, the homeless population is just growing and growing. It's like, yeah, nobody wants there to be homeless people. Homeless yeah. people don't want to be homeless. Yeah. How about we fix, we throw money into it, and not only throw money, because Rogan has talked about how uh, California spends a billion dollars a year on fixing the homeless crisis, and they have the worst in probably the country. It's sure. ever growing. And what that the reason behind that is because everybody is picking those pockets. Every person who is down the line, it's like, it's like how drug dealers, every hand that it goes into, it's a little bit more. Uh, Picking what pockets? What are you talking about? The the budget for housing people mm. and fixing the homeless population. It's just like if you put in one billion, like a hundred million is actually getting to the project. Sure. You know, right. Uh, and that goes into creating the infrastructure to yeah. to distribute the money. But I, I think the problem, again, the problem with fixing any sort of structure thing is like the the problem isn't that there just happen to be a bunch of homeless people mm-hmm. that we have to help. Yeah. The problem is that systemically there is something in the society that is causing, causing this homelessness. fall through the cracks. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's the same thing with like education reform. And I think about this a lot working with kids is that if you really were to do it right, you would almost, you'd have to start from the bottom up and you wouldn't see returns until the next generation yeah. grows up. Right. Yeah. So then you have to tackle it on two sides in terms of like, You've got to deal with the issue that's already been created, mm-hmm. and then you have to create the foundation to to, to help prevent right the ship from yeah from recurring, which yeah. is a way more you know it's like what do you do again? And then it's, the question is what's the problem, right? What's yeah. the what's the real problem? Is the problem that we're trying to get homeless people off the streets because we're all mm-hmm. fucking annoyed that they're there, yeah. or is the problem that there's something wrong with our society and our our mm-hmm. system that we need to address at at the root? And we talked about that with Sarah a little bit when she talked about going upstream mm-hmm. and I, I can I could kind of tell when she was talking about it that it's more of a uh, like an industry sea change in terms of the way society thinks about those issues, and it's not as if house or the, it's not as if Catholic Charities yeah. like is pioneering that. Yeah, um, and in, that's like in their own I, I, way. She it was kind of off putting when I said it, but I was like, do you feel like this is patchwork? Mm-hmm. Because it kind of is. It's like we're not nobody's relying on 
Catholic Charities alone or Isabella House or whatever to fix these issues. These are just like uh, treating, what's the phrase, treating the symptom, yeah, not, the, uh, not the cause. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, treating the yeah, symptoms, not the cause. Yeah. And that's and that's what it's doing. It's like we're just patching up these little holes that are, right. but it's like we're not addressing the real roots of the problem. And that begs the question: What the fuck is the issue? Like, and I, think I don't we know. Don't, I is don't it think minimum yeah. wage is it? I mean, it's, housing. It's is multifarious, it? right? It's yeah. like it's not just one thing. We can just be like, okay, let's just give everybody thousand dollars a month, and yeah. everybody will be fine. We I, we don't know that's the case with you know UBI or anything like that if it's going to solve it, right? It's yeah. one idea out there that might help. Um, you know, some people think moving toward more of a welfare state is good, and some people think that it's bad. And what it makes me think about, and what I've kind of been thinking about lately is how people, you know, on the more conservative side who don't want to waste the money, and I feel like all these goods and services are terrible for people, or don't are detrimental yeah. to their well-being in terms of their own individual sense of agency they these are the same people who decry like you know government intervention in people's lives mm -hmm. right because yeah. they think that's not good being the people being dependent yeah. on the system um but it also like they are also against giving people the freedom with the public resources that we have so mm -hmm. these are people who are against ubi because they say well if we just give them money they're rides. gonna they're gonna waste it yeah and they're gonna and we're just gonna be like basically enabling them to not, them to not do thousand, anything. Gonna, next year, they're going to want 1500 sure. But year, so yeah. when, but they want to do something, right? So, mm -hmm. so then as a society, we're like, okay, let's provide services. Mm -hmm. But then these folks are like, okay, but let's make them jump through all these hoops yeah. to get these services. Yeah. And it's like, if you are trying to give people liberty and agency, mm -hmm. why are you making them jump through all these hoops? Because yeah. you're going to, you're basically institutionalizing them. Yeah. You're trying to, you're giving them the framework of like, this is how I game the system, yeah. right? You're yeah. giving, you're giving yeah. people this maze to run through and all they learn to do is run through the maze, yeah. right? They don't learn like, what do I do when I have money? How do I be responsible yeah. with money? Yeah. There's nothing like how that going on. And I think it's, it's this weird paradox of like the people who want freedom, make sure that in the system and services we provide, there is less freedom and like more checks yeah. on yeah. the people. And that's, right. we were talking last night how I said I almost feel like institutionalizing the poverty in the sense that's like, I only know this version of life and I don't know how to prog. It's like we were never taught how to make progress in our day to day lives. And also that, that is when you get people who are like, well, uh, my rent is paid as long as because and that's one of the things like with certain places, if you start working, that's when they start charging you. And it's like, okay, but then I'm just in the same, I, why work then? Right. It's like I could get my housing paid for, my food's taken care of. Also, if you have a kid, you're getting like six to $1,200 a month from the state in cash. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, as a normal person, you don't get to keep your paycheck. It goes to rent, it goes to foods and all that stuff. And then you'll have maybe $1,000 or whatever, whatever amount it is left. That's the same outcome. Mm -hmm. Like working 40 hours a week and only having a, cup, a few hundred dollars in spending money, that's right. fairly normal for a minimum wage people. Yeah. And if you're living off the system, rent's paid, food in my belly, lights are on, I have a car, whatever, and I've got a few hundred dollars at the end of the month. That's all I need. And a lot of the times that little bit of money that they're getting from the state to, you know, that's the spending money goes towards weed, tobacco, uh, alcohol, whatever your vices, which we all have vices, but it's like, what we're just making people reliant. We're not, we're just, 
permanently putting them on crutches. We're not sure. rehabbing them, well, teaching them how to walk and whatnot. You, you making that comparison, where does that leave you in terms of how you feel about public services, public resources, and mm -hmm. maybe, you know, possibly things like UBI and that whole thing? I mean, what's yeah. your... See, do, this do you is think, the thing. Do you think that the, yeah. the public, like, funding aspect is not... Because that's something I want to talk to mm. Sarah about that we yeah. obviously weren't able to because it... Well, I would like to have somebody makes from it really hard to talk about in the future. Sure. That's, that's always been, like, top three of future guests that I would like mm -hmm. to have on because they do make you jump. You have to be so precise in your words that you use when you're talking to them. It's like if you live with a certain person, if you live, if you make a certain amount a month, it's like no, no benefits for you. Right. And that fucks a lot of people's lives. Um, but it's like, um, yeah, all of my siblings are on food stamps and in my brother's case, he has fucking four kids. Sure. I mean, well, I, yeah, and the, uh, what you're saying, the problem with it is that I think I think what really creates people depending on the system and becoming quote unquote institutionalized is that like, the, and we talked about this with Sarah too, is that at some point you're worried the services are going to drop out from yeah. under you, right? Yeah. It's like if I try harder, if mm -hmm. I like, if I have to check this box that I'm able to do X, yeah. Y, Z, then that means I'm no longer to get the funding yeah. and it all might crumble and I might lose the little bit of support I have, yeah. which is where I do feel like something like UBI or like universal services, yeah. like if everybody has the baseline, mm -hmm. there's no worry that that's going to drop out and yeah. hopefully and it give you freedom to like do I more. I wonder right? if like, you... If, you can get that plus get a job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, without and losing what if it. universal basic income wasn't necessarily here's a boatload of cash? Oh, what if sure, it was yeah. in rent vouchers, you know, and you give that voucher to whoever you're renting in and the state mm -hmm. cuts them a check, right. you know, and maybe in the form of food stamp, like it could be dispersed on cards or whatever it is. And you can't just go and I'm getting a new TV and a new car and all this stuff. Um, but I, mean, I, I don't know. I think it's like. But then again, well, is that limit? Is that well? Yeah, it, it's yeah. It's a yeah. bit like again, like telling people what they should spend their money yeah. on, right? But I think if you give somebody, <laughs> if you give somebody money, even mm -hmm. if you didn't do food stamps anymore, if you give somebody, you know, five hundred bucks a month, they're mm -hmm. gonna spend some of that on food. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. they're gonna. It's um, not like they're gonna be like, oh, like I'm gonna buy a TV and then yeah. find but food somewhere else. Speaking, I don't yeah, know. But that does happen, and sure. I come but, from a real but, ghetto family. But where's the somewhere else? It's, what do you mean? It's again. I think you're if you are training people if you're like have so many hoops to jump through you're mm -hmm. training people yeah that like that's where you get the money and that like, you're yeah. training people to game the system yeah. like yeah. and people are people just want to like survive yeah. right and yeah. like you know us trying to work as hard as we can to make a living is just our way of gaming the system that's just seen in a more reputable way yeah but i think we should like figure out we, we should figure out what that floor should be right and mm -hmm. we talked about ubi before in terms of um what that floor is for society at large. Cause mm -hmm. I'm always of the, the mind, like I hear the argument that like some people are gonna waste the money or that yeah. some people aren't gonna wanna work if they have, even if even if they take the, like let's say it's a small payment. Let's say mm -hmm. it's like 500 bucks a month to everybody mm -hmm. in the country. That's not a lot to live on, no. right? But there will be people who use that and live off that only yeah. because it gives them enough to survive, you know, just food and like a tent or whatever, you know? Those people are always going to exist, yeah. right? There's no, there's no system we create that like fully, you know, engages everybody and lifts them out yeah. of, of that situation. And if we accept that that's always going to be there, mm -hmm. what are we willing to have as the, the bottom, the, the bottom yeah. for our society? Like yeah. saying like, okay, maybe not everybody works, but at least everybody gets food. Yeah. 
Is that yeah. is that something we can agree on yeah. or, or no? Like, no, because the alternative is if this person doesn't do any work, they mm. should just go die somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like I, I find that a morally reprehensible standpoint yeah. from a country yeah. like America, the wealthiest country yeah. on the planet where yeah. I'm not also struggling to survive. Yeah. I'm comfortable in excess, yeah. even though I'm relatively poor, yeah. like I, I'm comfortable enough where. Like, I don't think I have any right over anybody else just mm-hmm. in terms of surviving. Cause, because even society institutionalizes us. We have, I have no way of, if I went off on my own to survive in any meaningful way, I feel yeah. like, cause we're not equipped, you know? So if we're going to create the society we live in and the structures that institutionalize us to be, to have to live in the city, even if we have nothing, you know, and have to live on the street. Cause it's like, people say like, those people should just go live off in the woods. It's yeah. like, they don't have any, yeah. Yeah. they're, you know. They've become like foragers and yeah, we have, they, they scavenge the same way anything would. It makes know? me think of another point, which is like, I think housing has got to be a big part of the issue. If somebody were to say, hey, here's some money, build a house. How long do you think it would take to build that fucking house? Like if we were talking old days, log cabin style house, six yeah. months, a year? Maybe a year. A year? Yeah. Why does it take 30 fucking years to pay off your house? Right. Your whole life, your whole adult life. That's how long it takes. Right. You're going to be almost dead by the time you finally own the most basic part of human life, which is a roof over your head. Right. That's insane. And this goes back to ooh, getting ramped up the fucking housing thing, which is like, why is the normal version of life for all of us to have a roof over our head? We're putting money in someone else's pocket. Right. Like when you own a property, it's just a piggy bank. All your money is going back into your property, which increases in value as years go on. Mm-hmm. But 99% of us, I don't know what the fucking number is, but it's sure. most of us, are throwing money into some other asshole's pocket. Right. There should be a format that allows everyday people to actually purchase their property that they're going to live in for their whole life. Mm-hmm. It's the whole fucking meme where it's like, bank doesn't think I can afford $800 in a mortgage payment, so I pay $1,200 in rent. Right. It's yeah bullshit it's yep. such bullshit and God. yeah I don't, I don't quite understand i mean when it comes to like people having to take out loans for everything in life yeah. i don't quite understand how the system works and i would love to talk to an economist and we've talked about talking about rent before i would love to talk to an economist who says like this is why the rent structure exists because yeah. I, I, like yeah. in a way like yeah i get how it works i yeah. don't get why we find that the most suitable yeah. You know, well, like that's system. also not the way it's done in every country. Like I was watching this video. This woman's like, Americans, like everything is off of loans and credit and all this stuff. Here, we own everything we buy. So if you lose your job, you don't lose your house and your car and everything yeah. you own. You don't you're become just, homeless. You're just broke yeah. for a while <laughs> yeah. until you find a new job. Yeah. And it's, that's sounds fucking amazing, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it makes me think when you say it like that, it makes me think that part of our system is that you're dependent on the Big like daddy. the the capitalist like structure yeah. right so it's like you know we don't teach people that like to build own have a house yeah. we don't teach people to make grow mm-hmm. create their own food yeah everything is outsourced yeah. to pub- private services which private seems firms, which makes us dependent on them intentional yeah and then it, yeah. it makes room for the vultures to come in and like yes he ate shit right. let's take all his shit right you know and that the people have a a career they're called i think they're called vultures they're called some kind mm-hmm. of vulture where they go and strategically find houses that have been repo repossessed or uh, whatever 
Right. Um, and then they like, yeah, we buy it for half the fucking price and then we sell it for double the price. Right. And well, I was reading or listening to that book Evicted and yeah, the way it from the in, from the inside of the like housing world, what it sounds like the game is, is you need to make you have property. You were mm-hmm. able to get enough money to get property. The goal of this property is to get money from the property and mm-hmm. to find people to give you that money. Yeah. So what you do is you go find somebody that needs a house, which mm-hmm. people are desperate for housing, yeah. right? So they're easy to get in the door. Mm-hmm. And then like, that's what happened with the whole financial crisis, as far as I understand is, yeah. all right, like you want a house, I'll give you this loan money and mm-hmm. you can buy a house and then you have to pay me, right? Yeah. And the second you can't pay, I get it I all get, back. I not only, yeah, not only, not only to get what you gave me, yeah. I get the house back yeah. to give to somebody else. Which and once is... I suck you dry, like ne- next person, yeah. you know, and then evict you. And then like, it's just about getting as much money, not yeah. caring about the, people yeah, you leave people behind yeah. you know it's and that's, it's not holistic that's also gross it's like you go bankrupt or whatever you lose your house you i'm as far as i know you don't get to keep all the money you put into it bank no. just takes it yeah and it's i pay 75 percent of this house off yeah and can't make my payments that money's gone yeah the bank got that money and they get the house they to should sell at to least else. have to buy it from you and pay you what you what put you, into right? it right it's no. so gross yeah. the whole and you know we're kind of just throwing out problems. I don't know <laughs> sure. what any solutions are. Sure. I mean, I don't, but, again, I don't think we're the ones going to come up with the solutions. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's why I say let's start a commune. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we, if you, if we bought like a plot of land, right? If we had some way of making money on the internet or something, you know, uh, and we made enough money to supply our, uh, to afford our lifestyle, bought a plot of land with all the, the, the trees and the re- natural resources that are on it. Mm-hmm. And we could build a place like couple separate cabin style houses with solar panels. Oh, I thought she was saying, making that face to the idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, solar panels, a stream for like water, steam power, whatever it is. And you were self-sustaining. I mean, what would that, is that, is that a no. possibility? What sure. does that look no, I, like? I think, and I bet those communities exist. And I, how different is that? Do you, cause then do you own the land indefinitely? Are you making payments? Sure. Do you buy it all at once? There's I, property tax. I think the dream for any progressive person is that at some point in the future, and maybe it's impossible, and mm. even if it's impossible, it doesn't mean it's not a goal, is to get the world or our country or our state or our community to the point where everybody gets to live that way, where it yeah. becomes a sustainable, positive yeah. place, right? And I think, like we were talking last night about politics, where it's like, for me, like as, as I've come to understand it, I do believe that politics is the only avenue to like actually affect small incremental change. And you're talking about like, how do I create a complete system, right? Or how can we revamp everything or how How can I I start a cult? Right. (laughs) (laughs) But like when it comes down to it, if you want to do some good, like we're all just moving the flag forward. And like, if you have a problem with the way the detox stuff is run now, Mm -hmm. like there should be, you should help support or yourself advocate on the city level would be like, yeah. we need to improve this service. Yeah. Like it's not, it's detrimental. Like yeah. I've gone through it, I've seen it happen. Yeah. It needs to be changed in a way that will possibly do a little bit more good, right? Yeah. And the people who set up those programs, we're trying to just do a little bit more good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And like the problem is you set up those structures and then they get employed or they get um, staffed by people who don't have the same mission yeah. or don't qu- completely understand their role in the situation and they're just humans who get mm. burnt out and who yeah. get frustrated and who don't understand and are yeah. you know xyz you know it's like and that's it's, that's it's, it's tough. if i was a cop 
I'm a person, I would probably become jaded the way they are. Like, and that's sure. shitty. You and, know? I, and I think it's fine to become jaded. I think it's not okay to like put that on other people. Yeah. I mean, like I yeah. work, you know, with kids in the foster system yeah. and like I get frustrated constantly. Yeah. And like you kind of have to absorb the blow. I'm a good what's what but, for. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's that temptation, right? Of like this person has pissed me off. Yeah. Or this kid has pissed me off. You know what? Like I gotta show. Like, That's I, why you're not adopted. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so. Damn. I mean, but you. But if you think about it, right? You have to kind of. I have to constantly remind myself why I'm there. Like, and if yeah. you if you lose yeah. sight of why you're there, like that comment like does damage and more damage oh the one i just yeah. fucked up said yeah. sure but that's <laughs> the, the kind of shit just, yeah. like you might want to say oh right? there was like, a did, rogan talks about it's, a, a it's kid a, in his yeah. class that was like talking back to the teacher and he said that's why you're nothing and you'll never be anything and it's like the teacher said that the, to a kid yeah. yeah it's like i mean teachers uh, are in the same position you just kid, fucked his kids life. can be terrible i i do think that's that's what yeah. people can get in their mind about and like yeah. you're, you're again we're just people and that's a natural reaction to have of like i don't want to be around you right yeah. like i don't want to be around you if you're going to be like this like you're being yeah. an asshole to me kid yeah. or you're being an asshole to me you know person who's going through these My services sister, yeah. yeah so it's like i don't deserve that and you don't as yeah. a person right but you have to there and there's no like narrative of like what am i doing here and what are we doing as a society and a community and like that kind of work like should be you know exalted more yeah. like yeah. it should be a prestigious position but like no like i i work at a place where i barely make more than minimum wage yeah. you know to do a very stressful hard yeah. job that drains me yeah and i you know i was going i went with the kids to the store you mm -hmm. know and i would see the store's hiring and they get paid more to work yeah. at the store than yeah. i get to then working with these kids and it's like yeah. So you gave the kids applications like, don't make me some fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's those hard decisions. And it's like, I don't find any prestige in my job. And that's, yeah. it's borne out by the market costs that they're able yeah. to pay me. Right. That our society doesn't value that job in the way we value other positions. So yeah. it's like, God, everything is just the, done the wrong way. All of society. It's like, but I think again, like all you, the highest paid people are the most useless fucking people. Like, is there anyone no. more useless than Kendall Jenner? But, but like, honest, no. Is there? I, I do believe that the middle class, the middle and upper class of this country, lives in a very different universe. They don't experience yeah. the the desperation yeah. that is so normal to people living yeah. on on the lower tiers. Like, and and they think on a that second to second basis. The whole the whole myth is that like if these people worked hard enough they would be able yeah. to rise above. They would be able to pick themselves out. Like this is this is kind of your punishment yeah. for not being able to do more. And I think the argument that people like Ayn Rand and I would say Jordan Peterson too say I don't I disagree. I, I is that like these people deserve it. Yeah. And the, everything is there for oh, them. Peterson does not say that I think he would say this if they they have the ability to lift themselves up it is only their fault it is their personal no. responsibility to do something about it I don't and they deny that. that there's any systemic issue and any oppressive system that works against them that's just that's just my personal take on it that's from what i understand ayn rand is a very heartless person yeah i and don't think i would agree with that i don't think peterson is that i, I don't know uh, i think he acknowledges that the systems in place really aren't necessarily fair i think when he says pick yourself up and i, I think mm -hmm. that's just the general like don't give up and i i do think that people if you do try hard enough you have the ability to get out of it almost 
everybody, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be insanely difficult, which well, isn't right as well. I, I don't think that we could have a economy, a society of 100% middle upper class people. I don't no, think yeah. the way that things are set up that yeah. that works. So if everybody was trying hard enough, we somehow we murder all the poor we're people. All, but or you don't even have to no the thing is you don't even have to murder them you yeah. just have to let them suffer yeah and sweep them aside yeah you yeah. just have to you know build your society on top of them that's the that's literally you just the, you just stilt you that's know. the matt damon movie elysium they have their yeah. own planet sure they yeah. literally have their own like planet yeah. that they like, the, all the rich the metaphor in the movie was a little heavy-handed for me but it's mm -hmm. that i get the straight <laughs> i thought idea. it was a dope movie yeah. um uh, i mean i think yeah elysium was a little heavy-handed but yeah uh but district nine was good oh, same so same stupid. same director what yeah really? I, it's aesthetics for me okay. it just looks gross it, it just looks well they live in a yeah. slum i know but uh, okay. aesthetically i don't like the way that movie yeah. looks it's just kind of I, weird I thought it was really good um but plus like the fucking claw hands and shit like that. <laughs> weird i don't know it's probably i haven't seen it in like 10 years so maybe it's, it's yeah, i really liked it when i forget yeah we should do that um, one maybe sometime. Yeah, it is like one ten. I don't know how. Yeah, I should probably up. get going soon. Okay. Um, but right. I mean, I think we touched on a lot of stuff, which was yeah. great. I almost wondered if we should do Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hi, buddy. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson does these uh, podcasts where it's like he'll have an, a discussion with somebody, and then with somebody else, he'll analyze the discussion. They'll watch clips of it, and then they'll, you know, we could we could almost do that after the Isabella House episode, okay. and you know, that'd be an interesting thing. Go to further try. into detail on things maybe yeah. we couldn't in that well, what so. kind of things are you thinking about talking about everything we just talked about everything so right. it might be kind of a rerun sure. of whatever this i think is. i think that's great to have this discussion um, to like kind of but she's really in the trenches so she can probably go into her perspective on maybe she probably disagrees with me in some cases and probably wholeheartedly agrees in the limits of their yeah. capabilities you know? i mean i'm hoping it'll be a more freeform like uh philosophical discussion mm -hmm. or like a, even just like a critical thinking like yeah. about it rather than just i mean color charity was great to have sarah mm -hmm. on and get that perspective but um of course i think we wanted to delve into mm -hmm. the possible issues and what we could do better and of course they're trying to do the best they can yeah. with what with what they got so if it was anything like this conversation this is cake i could do this all day sure. especially now that we've at the end of it and i'm comfortable but like yeah yeah if it's like this which is like um yeah i think i'm gonna have her heidi cross and just have us go at it cool um, yeah yeah well that's the episode. Yeah, this will be a nice short one. Little, yeah. 